I definitely need to poop at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that in the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the Legally Blonde Podcast. We have a special episode, episode two. Episode two, 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 two. Two, baby. <laughs> and this two. episode is all about you, Georgie. It's all about me. It's all about it's you. It's my world and I'm just living in it. <laughs> yeah. I am. <laughs> I was like, I think that's how it works. No, everyone else is I living like, in it. <laughs> I was like, it's just Georgie and you, yourself it's and that's it. No one me, else myself exists. And I, me, myself and that. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited because we get to, like, not only, like, me, but the listeners get to find out all about you, like, all your life, me. like, how you grew up, like... All the trauma. All the trauma. All the fun. All the fun things, <laughs> like, what you're doing now, what you aspire to do. Yeah. When I grow up, I want to be a astronaut. Oh, <laughs> I want to go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me there because Earth sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we've got to start, like, at the start. Like, Let's... baby Georgie. Like, throw it all the way back, like, 26 y- years ago. <laughs> like, when... Mama Fahad pumped you out. <laughs> when I was wearing my mama as a crown. <laughs> TMI, guys. TMI. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, tell us. Like, what was, like, little Georgie like? What was the, you know, the upbringing of little G? Little G. Little G was a bad bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, she was... Um, so I am a child of divorce. <laughs> fun respect big respect but like my parents had I had a really great parent set up where like my parents really did a good job of like co-parenting me and um I don't have like daddy issues or mommy issues I'm awesome I'm normal mad respect (laughs) to the parents though that can put their stuff aside to look after their kid because that's so important it really is and like I think that it's only now as I've gotten older and met people who are also products of divorce who are in some ways, like, I guess, less lucky or fortunate to have had the experience that I had. So shout out to mum and dad, (laughs) real ones. And, like, even now they still, you know, like, if there's ever an issue, my parents will come together to really make sure that I am given the best advice and the best situation and look we don't always agree there's been times where we'll all be sitting in a room and it's fight city but like at the end of the day family is family and Mm -hmm. yeah I've come from a very good family and I grew up with lots of cousins like typical lebo girl but (laughs) so many cousins they're all boys so like I never really grew up with any like girl figures aside from my aunties um which is great because it means that now I've become pretty much an athletic superstar she gets those gains I get them gains (laughs) I get them paces (laughs) but yeah so I don't know that was me growing up I yeah I was always just like playing footy and playing soccer and I loved reading and yeah I was so when you went to school I'm curious like primary school like were you like drawn to like hanging out with like you know the ones playing handball and the ones playing like or did you like when you got to school like go oh I actually like want to talk to the girls now like since it's like a separate thing um I had I was I was like a I was like a dabbler of all groups. So I kind of like, I kind of just floated around, but 
in primary school, I got bullied so much that oh. I had to move schools. <gasps> and the same thing happened in high school. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, tell, tell like, if you are comfortable, tell us a bit about, like, the primary school experience first. It was, like, fine at first. I was, like, hanging around these girls who were – they were very lovely. And I honestly can't even remember what started it. Um, but something happened and then it just turned into this massive, like – fight and then I remember I honestly can't even remember like what happened Mm. but I just remember it turning into this big old fight and like I got slapped and like punched in primary school in primary school from this girl and I just remember like running to the canteen because my family friend's mum was working there and I was just like crying and then yeah my parents like moved me and then I made friends like at my new school that was really good yeah and that was cool Oh, I can't believe that. Did, like, I'm always curious, like, did, you know, the teachers help you out or the principal help you out? Or was it, like, that's why your mum was like, nah, you've got to go because there was no, just no... God, no... Yeah, there was no help. Like, both of the schools that I got bullied at in primary school and high school were, like, top-notch, high, like, Catholic private mm. schools. And then in primary school, moved to a public school... If there was any like issues whatsoever, it was sorted. Yeah. Yeah. A much better like environment. Yeah. To- High school, I was like not the problem ever because the, I went to a pretty, I went to a Catholic school as well, but it was very um <laughs> rough. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. There were lots of fights and stuff. And I, I went to the same, ended up going to the same school that my cousins went to. So everyone knew not to like, yep. don't mess with her. Cause she's like their little Connected cousin. Connected to yeah. <laughs> this person and that person and this one. Like I wasn't the popular girl in school, but I was the cousin of the popular boys. Yeah. So they were like, okay, she's fine. Like, <laughs> we're going to leave her be. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, after like the bullying in high school, did you move high school too? Or? Yeah. Wow. So that's that insane. One. You've had so four schools. Yeah, four schools. Wow. It was bad. How did you find that like experiences, you know, shaped you today? Like having that, you know, four different schools. So a lot of people just go primary and then go to high school and then yeah. off to uni. Like it's kind of weird. Like I think that I've like I have no connections to school friends. Like there's so many people I know who are still friends with their friends from high school or still have some sort of connections and I completely like, I still have them on Instagram and stuff, but I, I would never be like, oh, my God, hey, like, let's catch up. Yeah. But um, it was weird. I don't know. I thought it was normal. Wow. <laughs> True. I guess you would because as a kid there's no, you know, pre-written, like, yeah. this is how your experience is going to be in school. Yeah. Like, yeah, you probably would have been like, oh, yeah, this is why everyone, like, goes through. Exactly. I assumed that that was normal. And I, it's not like I had a brother or a sister to be like, oh, yeah that's what that experience will be like. Mm. So I kind of just was like, oh, cool, fun. New Mm. adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) New friends! (laughs) Exactly. Oh, wow. So now, obviously, you've been to uni. Yes. And you are still at uni. Yes. (laughs) Tell us about your kind of education journey after high school. Um, So I went to uni for nutrition and dietetics in Sydney. And it was fun. I chose to do that because... I loved food and creating food and how food affected the body and how it made us feel. So, yeah, I kind of just went on to do that for a while. And then when I finished my degree, I did my master's in nutrition. And then I had my own business for a while. And then COVID hit, like lost that business, which is fine, happens. And then I decided that 
I realized that the part of nutrition that I liked was not working in clinic, but actually the education side of it. So I got to do a lot of workshops through my business and, you know, go around and talk to people and give information. And then I work with Blue Scope for a bit doing seminars with them for their workers to make sure that they were eating enough to sustain a healthy lifestyle with work. And I was like, hey, I like talking and I like teaching primary ed is where it's at so yeah I went into primary education and now that's what I'm doing oh how exciting yeah. is that so we now love I'm our teacher. primary ed teachers yeah <laughs> I'm the best primary school teacher that ever was <laughs> well, they go, good morning Miss Fahad may God bless you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've always got to wait for that like second part too you're like are they gonna say it I don't know what to expect they're not gonna do it oh they're gonna do it today yeah. oh my god <laughs> so tell us a bit about Obviously, we'll go into each little section, but tell us a bit about, like, you know, your dietetics nutrition side. Like, what, you know, was the best parts of the business and doing all that? Um, I think the best part of it was being my own boss and having this mini little experience where I got to pretty much have my own hours, create a business that was true to who I am and be able to help people I feel like I'm such a helper that when someone says like hey I'm experiencing this or this or this it's like well I have this abundance of knowledge and passion to genuine genuinely make people feel well that I want to help you and I love hearing people's stories and being able to make them feel comfortable And most of the time they'd always be like, oh, like I've gone to this doctor and this doctor and like no one's been able to help me. And, you know, they think I'm crazy because I've got all these health problems, but my blood tests are coming back normal. And then you see what they're eating or like their stress in their life. And then you're like, "Okay, no, there's actually something wrong here. Yeah, we need to fix that. And just helping them feel validated. Mm. is like such a good feeling yeah that empowerment you're like yes yeah it's such a nice I like that like I get so much validation from knowing I'm helping someone so I think that was like the best part about it did you do you ever miss it like would you ever consider going back into it um I don't think so like I, I I definitely feel like it's knowledge that I will always have for the rest of my life yeah like it's at the very least knowledge that I have to have autonomy over my own body to be able to you know hopefully one day if I have a family and and kids like I can make sure that they're healthy and eating foods and um having a good relationship with food so that way they never have to struggle with that and I can you know look after my family in a way that my dad looked after me you know he used to make like all these herbal medicines and like give it to me so I'd never get sick and yeah I feel like at the very least I have that. Yeah. I don't think I would go back into it as a dietitian or a nutritionist, but um, I can use it in school and I can use it as a teacher and, yeah. you know, in PDHPE <gasps> and give that extra, like, sprinkle yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, like, you guys, yeah. here's something I prepared earlier hey for guys, you. here's some vitamin A. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love that. And now, obviously, yeah, you're doing primary, you're stoked, like, it's all coming together yeah. and you're going on placements and what you've got. A year, two years left? A year left. A year left. Yeah, so countdown's yeah. on to you out in that countdown classroom. Countdown is on. Are you excited? Very excited. I think that it was the greatest... Like, I wish I did it sooner, mm-hmm. but also I am so glad I'm doing it now because I feel like I'm older and have 
patience. Uh, I don't think I would have had the patience for kids a few years to ago. To deal with those ones. So when you go into the classroom, are you looking to have the kindies or the older ones? I don't know anymore. Like I thought I loved the younger stages, but after my last placement, I taught the older stages and it was so beautiful. Yeah. Like they, oh my God, they have my heart. If like, like, oh my goodness, I can't physically explain yeah. it was the worst experience not the worst it was like equally the best and the worst experience yeah. it was a very um low socioeconomic area but those kids have my heart yeah so you'd be kind of happy to walk in and they'd be like yeah hey, i have this classroom yeah. of any age i'll take anything i'll take anything <laughs> <laughs> i love that well okay so moving away from like the career side of georgie yes you're also very passionate about like gym and being fit and fitspo queen like you are running like you're doing ice baths like tell us like how all of this came about (laughs) oh my god Um, okay (laughs) um so i i was always like yeah into sports i played so sport for me started off when i was very young my mum got me into netball and then that was in like kindergarten and you won um and then i was meant to go to rep like i was meant to play like rep for the state but then I got to the day (laughs) and I started crying because there were so many people there I was so nervous and like apparent I don't remember but apparently I was really good like I was one of the top players in like the kindy ones but I I was so nervous when I got there that I didn't want to play. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I never went back to Nepal. So Nepal was done. <laughs> so Nepal was well over. <laughs> oh, no. Scratch Nepal. Yeah. Um, and then I went into tennis for, I think, like four or five years. Um, so I was like playing tennis every Saturday. And then I got bored of tennis because, I don't know, there's – I wasn't good at it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair. Look, if you're not having a good time and you're not good at it. My, my yeah. motor skills were, like, below average. <laughs> my head, like, were the balls going that way, I'm running that way. Oh, great. Yeah, that's a real good start. <laughs> it was not good. Um, but then I got into soccer and I fell in love with it. Yes. Yep. We love when we find like that passion, that yeah, sport. It was good. So I played soccer from like year four up to pretty much like last year. Wow. This is like my first year off soccer. Not playing. Yeah. Um I mean, well, you've got other passions this year. I know. I've got well, I've done so much this Ooh. year. Um, but yeah, like after soccer, like I also got into weight training um during like my time in nutrition and dietetics. And I remember like being in that and loving it so much and that's still something I do and then last year at the end of the season of soccer I broke my ankle oh yeah that was my first major injury that I've ever experienced it was horrible I went to work the next day at range Jamie you did too I remember that oh I went to school I went to not school I went to work (laughs) I went to work the next day and I remember like two of the girls being like girl you cannot walk and I remember going in and being like Jamie I shouldn't be walking and he's like what are you doing here I'm like I don't know just wrap it up like let me get to the park (laughs) that's right no because I remember you were like can I just have an activity where I don't have to walk around and I was like yeah like that's fine and then I found out later that it was because you were like broken your ankle (laughs) and then I got to the end of the day and my foot like I couldn't get my foot off my out of my work boot because it was so swollen (laughs) and I went 
to the doctors and he's like, that's broken. You have to go to the hospital right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Not a like, classic Georgie thing to do, <laughs> like, though. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's Don't fine. worry about it. Oh, it's broken? Oh, okay. Oh, cool. I'll just get, I'll just get into running instead. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, honestly, you, you're now, like, training for a marathon. Yeah. Like, so you've done, like, obviously – you know, a few previous races. And I did a half marathon earlier yeah. this year and then a triathlon, a mini try. A mini try. Still like still great. A try. Yeah. <laughs> but all of that came about because I broke my ankle and I was just like, all right, like I was depressed for like three weeks because I couldn't train. So I just started taking my dog for a walk every day of this like same 8K loop. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to walk faster, walk faster, and turn into jogging. And then the jogging turned into running. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Mom must be fixed. So <laughs> it's fine now. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then, yeah, just got into running. And I've never been a runner in my life, but now I am. And it was something that I love. And now I do, yeah, running so often, like every day. And what do you love about it? Like, cause me personally, like I'm a sprinter. I'm not a runner. Yeah, like I, I just enjoy the short, like sharp burst, but yeah. the running, like, what do you love about it? Um, there's definitely like times where I hate it and I'll be in the middle of a run. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? But, but I think the, like, there's a few things that I've learned from it. It's mental strength. Mm-hmm. The, um, like running in itself is so hard. But mentally, especially when you get to the point where you've got that endurance built up, your brain is telling you, like, just stop, just stop, just stop. Mm. But it's like, why would I stop? Like, I have a goal that I want to reach. And so I think it's partly about that mental strengthening. And then partly afterwards, like that runner's high you get. Oh, my God. Like, I am am an angel afterwards. (laughs) After a run, you could ask me anything and I will say yes. Okay, noted. I am going to write that down. Yeah. (laughs) Always ask me for things after a run because I'm in my best mood. I'm going to monitor your Instagram story for that Strava post and just be like, cool, cool, now's the time. (laughs) That Strava post is when you know it's it. That's my cue. (laughs) But I've also made so many friends and, like, genuine connections from running. Like, the run clubs I go to, my housemates. Um, and then, honestly, the best part for me is waking up when it's still dark and getting up and doing a 10K and watching the damn sunrise. Oh, oh my sunrise. God. Mm. Watching that sunrise come over Wollongong Beach and you're running and you're just like, oh, my God, you're it's so like a, pretty. It's a movie. It's literally <laughs> like a movie. Oh. And then sometimes I'll have, like, Taylor Swift running in my head and I'll be like, I'm in a getaway car. Yes. <laughs> You can't go wrong with yeah, Taylor Swift to like run like oh it's so it's a perfect morning it's perfect <laughs> then you get a coffee and a donut afterwards oh, and the donut reward. doesn't count because you've already burned exactly. the calories no, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly right that donut doesn't even matter exactly <laughs> what donut? what's a donut <laughs> with their extensive experience and expertise cubic marketing offers a wide range of services to help businesses like yours thrive in today's competitive landscape. From website development and social media management to graphic design and SEO, Cubic Marketing has the tools and knowledge to elevate your brand. Imagine having a stunning website that captivates your audience and drives conversations. With Cubic Marketing's website development services, it's possible. Cubic Marketing! Are you looking for your new favourite drink? 
Head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition and you are in for a treat. They are serving loaded energy teas, which are 20 calories, no sugar, packed with vitamins and minerals, and also have aloe for those healthy guts. They serve healthy smoothies too, which are under 300 calories, high protein, contain macro and micronutrients to satisfy your hunger, and are made on water. So head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition today. Well, moving into... The uh, oh, the deep part of the podcast. The deep part. <laughs> the Let's deep part of the deep. episode. Let's get deep. <laughs> I want to talk about your life in relationships. <laughs> oh. I know. I knew as soon as I like brought oh. it up. You're like, <laughs> pain. <laughs> Touchy subject. <laughs> because like, obviously, you know, the day we first met, we already talked about that. You told me a lot about your previous relationship. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be nice to kind of, go into you know how it all unfolded and you know because you thought that person was the one and it all fell apart right in front of you (laughs) yeah (laughs) so tell us like what's kind of your relationship history um I have always been in a relationship since I was in high school I think I met a boy in high school we kind of thought we were just friends for so long and then ended up dating And then we split up because he moved away. And then I met another boy and him and I were together for like three years on and off. It was like everyone's got that one relationship that Mm. is toxic. Yep. Whether it was because of me or because of him, it was probably both. We were both negatively like affecting each other. Yeah. But then, yeah, then I moved to Wollongong and met the most recent one. And yeah, that was just... That, that you know there's like one person you meet and you're just like oh my god we are literally the same person like we have the right like the same mindset the same this everything just works like it was so easy from the beginning and it felt like best friends that like just fell in love and it was nice and then um yeah we moved in together experienced all of COVID together got a dog together yeah yeah, that so like you know really experienced the whole sort of life together, and um, I think there must have just gotten to a point where I think I had allowed my boundaries to be crossed one too many times, and I had gotten fed up. Like I, I can admit I turned into a bitch by the end of it, but it was from a lot of disrespect, um, whether it was intentional or not, disrespect on his end, yeah. and because. Like, I was feeling disrespected and, like, I didn't have my needs met and my boundaries weren't, you know, being respected. Then I started being real mean to him. And so, yeah, I think one day I just remember we were just sitting there and we were like, this is it. Mm. Like, it was the most, like, calm, quiet, like, non-eventful breakup. It was literally just like, what do you think? Like, surely, like, that. This okay. is it. This is gonna be it. And he's like, "Yeah, I think, I think we're done." And I'm wow. like, "Yeah, I think, I think we are too." Like, there's no love here anymore. And you always said to me as well. You're always like, because that was, you know, that relationship was. You're like, "Yep, I'm marrying that man. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be with that man." Like, so what's it like when, like, you know, you know, the supposed happy ending that you're gonna get isn't actually the ending that you got. Um, I think at first it. 
well, even still now, like, I think it's really scary because I definitely have a very fearful, I'm so scared to get into a relationship. Like, I'm like, oh, no, like, commitment, commitment. that's so scary. Like, I've already experienced that. I don't want to do that again. But um, I think that I've also become the most greatest version of myself afterwards like I definitely gave in so much of myself that I didn't even know who I was and I was so sick by the end of it like physically unwell um I had eczema like all over my face all over my body my body was telling me like you are not well you need to stop yeah and like the depression hit me hard so it's funny like as soon as that was done my skin cleared up I have not experienced depression since so ladies gentlemen if your body's telling you no it's a sign. It's a sign. But um, I just, I don't know. I think I started actively going out with friends again and learning about myself and going on dates with people and not like I chose, I said to myself, I'm like, I am not getting into a relationship for at least a year. Yep. And I like, there's been times where I've met people who I'm like, oh, we should date. And then I'm like, wait, no, I promised myself we're not doing this. Like we are not going to jump into another relationship. We are going to heal. We're going to work on ourselves. We are going to know who we are. Why do you think it's important to give yourself that time after a relationship to patch yourself back up again? I think honestly, if not for yourself to learn exactly, not because the thing is when you break up with someone, I feel like you look back at it and then you look back at it through rose colored glasses and you're like, Oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. So then you start looking for those traits that by the end of it made you guys break up in other people. Mm. And then you end up in these like repetitive, toxic situations. And if you never fully learn about who you are and it's like, okay, like this is G out of a relationship on her own what does she enjoy what does she like how does she like to spend her time then when you meet someone you can be like hey here's what I have to offer here's what you have to offer we're not gonna like blend it together yeah we're gonna have our own separate things and then find things in the middle that we like together Yes, exactly and I think also like you don't want to go into a relationship and dump your baggage onto someone else. Yeah. You don't want to give your trauma that you've received onto someone else. Cause yeah. it's just like, well then you're no better. Exactly. Like you don't want to be that person that comes into a relationship with all these insecurities and all these like baggage and leading someone on because you didn't take the time to, to, to get better. Exactly. Yep. But something good did come out of it. Many things <laughs> could come out of it. dating rap. <laughs> I have like vicariously lived through oh your God. dating rap PowerPoint Instagram stories. We will have to attach some like footage for people to see and understand. But please explain to everyone the dating rap. Oh my God, the dating rap. Look, here's it. Also, side note, I apologize to anyone that's listening to this that has gone on a date with me. <laughs> it's not personal, I swear. Um, We're about to lose a lot of listeners (laughs) No, um, I think So first of all, shout out Chris Olsen (laughs) Yes, Chris 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 Olsen is where I got the idea from So Mm. it was not like this OG idea Like it wasn't a Georgie special (laughs) It was a uh, photocopied (laughs) It was like, I made it my own (laughs) Yes, you did I 
utilize my mathematical and statistical skills to create a fantastic PowerPoint. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the dating rap came about because I saw it like once or twice on TikTok and I was like, I've been on a lot of dates this year. Like I've had a lot of encounters. Let's look back. Let's have fun. Let's look back. <laughs> Let's <laughs> check it out. And it was really funny because as I was going through it, it was actually such a fun thing to look back on and be like, why didn't I like this person? Why? Like where, what was good? What was bad? Where was I the bad person? And it was almost like a reflective moment that was fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that was also funny at the same time <laughs> it was funny but traumatic <laughs> um no but it was really good and yeah i was like it's good i'm gonna see how many people want to see it and a lot of people wanted to see it so i did it and i shared it and i was way too drunk <laughs> <laughs> and we all vicariously lived georgie's years <laughs> so many people loved it and now whenever i post about like hey i'm going on a date tonight like people will be like i hope this doesn't work out well for you because i need the dating rap for this year and i'm like damn like, i thought you guys were my friends i thought you were supporting me no we're all here for the plot line georgie yeah. we, all, we all want to see where this goes no one wants me to find love that i'm just comedic relief <laughs> Which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Really, I swear. (laughs) We love it. Is there going to be a dating rap this year? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'm not going to show the camera, but I'll show you. Oh, please. A little sneaky tease. I'll show you my (laughs) dating rap for 2020. Oh, Okay. Oh, wow. No, you know what? With how many months we're in, that's a solid effort. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm happy with it. It's... Well, stay tuned, folks, for the uh, dating rap 2023. <laughs> we'll have to have a December special yes. of the dating rap. The dating rap. We'll have to go through every single one. Every single one of them. Deep dive into all of the dates. Does it help you, though, as well? Because, like, do you look back and reflect on, like, you know, your part in each date and, like... Does it help, you know, mentally to build yourself back up to eventually be open to another relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's great. I sort of, it's almost like a little journal diary entry for me. After a date, I'll be like, okay, like, what did I like? What did I didn't, what do I, oh my goodness. What did I like? What did I not like? What, how did the date make me feel? Did I feel hurt? Did I feel like they, like, did X, Y, Z, um, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, it's quite a good thing because it means that if I can't really see any red... It makes me be analytical mm. about the date rather than being like, oh, they're paying me attention. I like them. I'm like, no, you fucking said this or you did that or you, like, had this really off opinion yeah. um, that I definitely do not agree with. Yeah. And that, it, like, there was one I've had a really big red flag on that I was instantly, like, I got up from the date and I was like, no. Yep. That is fucked up. Big, big red cross. It was more than a big red cross. It was Ooh. a big fat, like, buzzer. <laughs> like, imagine, like, the loudest, like, end of game buzzer. 14 of them. Whoa. It was bad. Okay. I'm not even going to say it on here because it was genuinely that cooked. (laughs) We hate that though. But your like standard in men as well, like isn't just 
you know, from these dates, you're sussing out like what you want, but you're also now living with three men. Oh yeah. So like (laughs) you get to like see this every day. Like, what is that like? Yeah. I mean, like my standards in men were raised already. No, sorry. My standards in men were lowered so much. Like after all the dates, because I was like, dang, like, the expectation is not high for, for women. Like, it is just not there. Um, but, yeah, I moved in with these three dudes who are now my best friends. Not my bestest friends. Wow. Don't worry. Oh. They're my boy best friends. It's fine. <laughs> okay, girl best friends different. Girl fine. best friends is different. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't worry, Maddie. You don't have to be threatened. I swear it's okay. Oh, I'll fight them. <laughs> um, no, but I moved in with them. And I remember thinking to myself, like, my standards in men are already so low. If I'm moving in with three guys, it's just going to drop it even further. Like, yeah. I'm going to see the back end of dates <laughs> and I'm just going to absolutely have... I am going to become the most feral version of myself. Yep. Opposite. I love that, though. The opposite. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Thank you, three men that Georgie lives with. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's really funny I mean, obviously this doesn't go to all boys and all men, but um, the guys that I'm living with now are genuinely have so much respect for women. And like when they go on dates with them, they put in effort and they like, I'm just like, damn, I don't think I'm going to have any dates because you guys have raised the standards for me. Go, go you. <laughs> yeah, they've set the bar now too high. Yeah. Like, you're like, dang it. Fuck. <laughs> I just needed that middle ground, guys. <laughs> You've really made the bar so high. <laughs> but it's great. It's nice. Like, it's such a nice thing to experience and to see that not not all men, because I, I never believed it in the first place. Like, I've never been one of those girls that are like, yeah, men are all trash. But, like, yeah. you know, you get to that point sometimes where you're like, oh. It's getting repetitive now. Yeah. Like, yeah. But they made me realize that it's not true. I love that. Yeah. We love that though. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. It's so good. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's so not good. just good. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> now I want to dive into like one more thing. One more thing. Which is a massive part of you and what you preach and who you look up. Uh, look out for and things like that is due to your ethnicity like I just think you honestly are awesome because you're not sticking to the traditional this is what I have to do this is me like you know you are setting a whole new example and you know being this brand new like light for young little girls that you know breaking the boundaries so tell us about like how that feels to not have that weight on your shoulders but to just I don't know like just change the game yeah I'm a game changer baby (laughs) (laughs) I mean like yeah um I think that it's great I like it I mean like I don't personally see myself as like this massive game changer or anything but I also see how my little sisters oh Sorry, that's going to sound really weird, like completely out of context. My dad got remarried and now has like 
other children. Other children. So yes, I do have a sister now, or I have two sisters now, but it's not like I grew up with them. Yes. But sorry, that I just need to put that no, in there. No, that's cause fine. Because <laughs> I got lost then too. Yeah. I was like, she said she didn't have any siblings, and now she's got two. <laughs> they came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So like, when my younger siblings like chat to me, and they're like, "Oh, we want to be like you when I'm older," and I'm like, "Oh, nice." Yeah okay (laughs) do you (laughs) okay (laughs) sure but um no it's great I think it's very scary like having I remember when I was 21 and I said to my mom and dad I was like yeah I'm I'm leaving the house and they were like no you're not (laughs) oh yes I am (laughs) and at this point none of my family like no one in my family even still Every, pretty much every person within our, like, close and extended family never moved out of home until they were married. And I was like, psych, I am. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So I moved out of home to move to Wollongong for a few reasons. And one was for university. Um, but then I chose Wollongong because it was where my ex partner didn't want to move to so i chose Mm. wollongong strategically because i'm like well you can't follow me here (laughs) you don't want to (laughs) come so this is the perfect place (laughs) um yeah so i moved here for uni to do my master's in uh, nutrition and then also did yeah moved here to get away from my ex and it was weird at first because my dad and i didn't speak for a while um because he thought I was, he thought I was being a stripper here in Wollongong, but it, it was a miscommunication because I had gotten a hospitality job working as a bartender and I was also on the side doing pole dancing classes. Oh. Which is... Totally separate. To, totally separate. Yeah. Like two completely separate entities. But for for an ethnic Lebanese dad, like that is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just like ripped out his heart right there. <laughs> I did. But um, yeah. But we're all good now. We're all good now. We're, no, we're he, chatting. He knows you're not a stripper. Oh, God. Yeah, no, he knows. <laughs> Absolutely. He knows. <laughs> My bank account does not look like a stripper's bank account. <laughs> I wish it did. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like it was um, great to do that. And, you know, even with the whole like moving in with a boyfriend before um, marriage and all the rest of that and um, just sort of solo traveling and doing all these things that so many people I know from school would never do because it's just not culturally appropriate. Like that is so wrong. Mm. It's disrespectful to the family. But I think it's disrespectful to yourself to not do it. Yes. So. Go, you go. Go, girl. Go, girl. Go, girl. (laughs) In the words of Beyonce, go, girl. (laughs) And as we all know, Beyonce is Georgie's favorite. Beyonce, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Just for you, Beyonce. (laughs) Anything for you, Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this has been so good because now I think everyone understands you and is going to enjoy the podcast so much more knowing like how much of an awesome person you are and what you're bringing to half of the Legally Blonde team. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) That was so weird. I don't know why it came out like that. So high pitched. Did you have a voice crack? Yes, I did. 
just a little bit. Puberty, Georgie? <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, late bloomer. <laughs> um, no, I'm I am glad that I got to share some of that. Do you have any last words that you want to impart on our beautiful listeners? Any final words? (laughs) (laughs) Last words, last chance now. (laughs) Um, I will say always make sure you respect your boundaries. People may not always love it. People will be hurt by it. But if they really love you, they will come around to realizing that they're your boundaries and they will respect it and they will do anything for you to make sure you're happy. Yes, 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 yes. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for next week when we get to talk about Madison Larson. (laughs) So wait till next week and we can uh, flip the the roles. We're going to switch it up, baby girl. I'm going to be asking you some questions. Oh, no. The heavy hitters. The heavy hitters. Oh, great. The big steppers. The big steppers. The big steppers. I'm the heavy <laughs> Well, I'm Maddie. I'm Georgie. And this is the Legally Blonde Podcast. If you're looking for a way to wind down and support muscle recovery after a training sesh or want to humble brag about your caffeine-free way to wake up, NeuroCover has you covered. Ice baths are something Maddie and I do on the regular to support muscle recovery, decrease inflammation and overall feel more energized on the weekends. The NeuroCover ice bath is easy to set up and drain, can hold up to 400 litres of water and ice and is completely durable. If you want to try it out, use our code MADISON72572 at checkout for 15 to 20% off your purchase. New recover. Hey, wine lovers. Maddie and I know what it's like when you've got a last minute girls night ahead and need to find a perfect bottle of wine that suits everyone's taste palettes. It's not easy. Doom wines are the perfect bottle to go for for any occasion. They're tasty, come in reds, pinks and whites and are the go-to for any occasion. If you've ever seen us out on the town drinking, it's always a doom wine. Doom wine are sustainably sourced, vegan friendly and have minimal sulfur. Goodbye Goodbye, hangovers. hangovers. And the best part is they're available all over Australia in bottle shops, online and even at your favourite bars. Doom Doom wines. Did you like today's podcast? All of the music, sound, mixing and editing was done by Julia from Julia's Music Studio. Julia is a composer and music educator based in Sydney who writes, arranges, performs and teaches music. She writes and arranges music from diverse genres for a variety of instruments and ensembles, as well as teaching composition, music theory, piano, singing and flute in both private and school settings. She also does various gigs as a singer in an acoustic duo. You can find more details on all her musical adventures as well as her contact information on her website which has been posted to our Instagram.